We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Okay, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? Good morning, everybody. It is a great Saturday here today. Whenever we go live, I get to see Big B cringe at the sound of our intro video. I still love it besides the fact that uh, there's one clip in there. I think it's where you're talking about Taysom Hill, and you can literally hear my phone go off for a text message. That's a little bit of an error. And I, you know, I guess I'll just admit to him that I'm lying, that I will ever have the care in the world to change that intro. Yeah, still waiting, still waiting. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll happen one day. Yeah, just like the picture I was going to profile picture I was going to make for your Jamal Williams fan page. Yes. Speaking of Jamal Williams, we got a game on tap this weekend against the Detroit Lions. Week 18 matchup uh, rival, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, the Lions truly... Like, it's not even in this generation, the past two decades. I would already be, like, wacky enough. But genuinely, ever since Bobby Lane walked out on them in, like, 1862, like, they have been cursed. Um, and it's, it's it's hard to, like, get too excited to root against them, um, especially when Packers already have the number one seed clinched this week. Uh, applause to that. This is the third straight year in Matt LaFleur's career that the Green Bay Packers have the, a first round bye. So uh, I know he set the record for most wins in the first three seasons, but there also has to be something there with like first round buys in the first three years, or at the very least three consecutive years. Even that I think has to, to be something there. And the first round buy is obviously gained a lot more importance as there's only one uh, now with seven seeds in the playoffs. So we'll see how much we get to talking about the actual Lions game. We'll mainly talk about what the Packers should do as far as resting their starters. Should they, will they, won't they, whatever. Um, but there's really going to be no analysis of that game going on. We'll talk a little bit about the Vikings game. That was a little bit of a snooze fest. Um, but it was great because that last Sunday was a ton of fun, Big B. I mean, we got to see the Cardinals beat up on the Dallas Cowboys. They almost blew it. They almost blew it at the very end there. And I, I want to hear your call. I mean, do you think that fumble, I think it was, uh, I can't remember their backup running back now, but do you think that was a fumble from the Cardinals on that last drive? Um, I'm going to say... Um, no, because I'm biased and I wanted them to win. So, but you know, somebody else probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if like, can you imagine if the, it came down to that in a Packers game, I'd be at right. And yes. well, if it was the other team and if it was on the Packers, I'd be like, eh, what fumble? Mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, but yeah, it would have been an absolute outrage and I feel bad for the Dallas Cowboys fans, but they really weren't going to have too much luck of us losing to the Lions this week anyways. Uh, so there's that um, wild week in the NFL in general, man. I mean, obviously, we're not here to bring you any new developments on the Antonio Brown situation. I'm sure you've all seen everything that's going on. And I'm just waiting because he is a 
ticking time bomb, it seems. Like, I am just waiting for the new development today because it seems like every single day there's some new unpredictable development. Like, yesterday goes on this Fool Sin podcast, uh, which is, I, I guess, associated with Nelk, uh, a YouTube channel that is pretty much made for middle school boys. So, I and it's hosted by that one commentary guy. He's really funny, uh, funny Bob Minary. So, that was weird. And then he goes on there, craps on Tom Brady. And, um, yeah, I, I can't believe it. it's almost like uh, we predicted this back in, in every single person outside of Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Antonio Brown fans predicted this, that it was not going to go well mm-hmm. for Antonio Brown, any other chance he got. I cannot believe, one, that the Patriots signed him after his situation with the Tampa or uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so, and then, so they release him because he has a sexual assault allegation, uh, which just was piling on the already many legal accusations he had against him. I mean, there was a, the sports illustrated, um, article. I, maybe it was printed in their magazine. I read it for once maybe, but like, um, they're, like he literally there was a situation where like he didn't pay this guy mural or like he had this huge aquarium in his mansion and like he just did not pay this guy who took care of it or whatever he's a bad dude obviously and it just keeps unraveling further and further the bruce arians is a idiot for ever signing him in the first place whoever made that call uh tom brady um, you know, while he did so much for Antonio Brown and he shouldn't be like treated like Antonio is treating him now, um, to, to ever like, not like, I don't know. He is just not in a right headspace. There's obviously something wrong with Antonio and I am so glad, uh, that the Packers did not sign him because, uh, even with like big B's having a rough time over there. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am dying currently. Just don't mind me. I'll just <laughs> chill over here. He's trying he's trying to make it through. He'll 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 get it through here. Uh Brown should not be allowed in the NFL. Yeah, completely agree for you for his sake and for any team's sake to be too much of a distraction. Uh Ian says we get to see the greatness of Jamal Williams, the GOAT tomorrow. <laughs> be chugging along here uh yeah bigby said in our uh our original taping of the episode that it's going to be so great because he actually gets to root for jamal williams this upcoming week you know and if jamal wins then it's it's still a a win for big b because packers don't care what's going on with jamal williams and the lions uh and they got the first seed clinch so um hopefully big b surviving This is going just as great as our first taping of this episode here. Okay, I might be back for about five minutes, so we're good. All right, we got five minutes of big DA energy, so let's let's do it here. So uh, in that first taping of our episode that we recorded on Thursday, so much of it is outdated, uh, not only on some crazy sagas that went on on Packers Twitter, but also uh, some injuries news that we want to talk about. So we'll get to Boomer Sison and his whole ordeal 
I will also talk about the man himself, Hub Akursh. Uh, and then we'll we'll see what else we got on tap. I got some crazy fun stats about the Green Bay Packers and how dominant they are this year, so it should be a fun time. Um, let's start off with, I forgot what I said we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about injuries. That's right. And, you know, it's actually like kind of crazy because I feel um, we had that stretch there, like right in the middle of the season. And Elton Jenkins was kind of that final, like, domino to fall. And ever since then, I mean, we've had Billy Turner, but I mean, they, they've played, stayed pretty healthy, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Like even minor injuries, they've stayed pretty healthy. Um, they had their bout with COVID this past week, but they're doing pretty well on the injury front. And now guys are actually recovering. And hopefully it stays that way that the trend for Packers injuries just keeps on going in a positive manner. Negative for COVID, positive for injuries. Alberto, Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm, I'm here all night, folks. Um, but, and uh, now there's a lot of players follow. Matt LaFleur has given us kind of answers without actually answering anything about the injuries, but we got some updates, and I think we're finally getting to the cold, hard truth here, and we're getting to the end of all these injuries. Uh, first off, we got Josh Myers, who, like, Throughout this whole process, when he was placed on injured reserve after the game against the Bears, he was already dealing with, what was it, a thumb injury the yeah. week previous that? Um, and then he steps in against the Chicago Bears uh, and injures his knee. Uh, but they put him on IR, and they don't activate him. They don't designate him to return. He's not back at practice until just this past week. And then all of a sudden, Matt Fleur is like, oh, yeah, he's going to play Sunday. It's out of nowhere, just like bomb. You know? Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think it certainly is something to watch if uh, – and I, I think it's really good that they're throwing him out there this week. He's He played really good in his first six games for the Packers, uh, but he still is a rookie. He still is recovering from an injury, so there's no guarantee that he'd be better than Lucas Patrick at this point. So they'll throw him out there on Sunday, see if he's ready to go health-wise and see if he's ready to it, – you know, like if it affects his game to a point where Lucas Patrick would be better or safer choice at center. Uh, so there's that. Um, and then you got David Bakhtiari, who, I mean, we were literally here in September, like when or really August, when David was looking good in practice, looking smooth, he's moving his legs fine. Like, is David Bakhtiari going to play week one? And obviously that didn't happen. Mm. And Really, like, I think most fans were thinking, okay, week one might have been a little overestimating him, but uh, maybe, you know, like midway through the season, he'll be back. And it's pretty much been that push ever since he was designated to return from injured reserve, like a little past midway through the season. It's like, okay, one of these weeks here, one of these weeks, uh, his activation date came, they promoted him to the roster, and he just, like, did not. Like, we just kept on getting the same updates from Matt LaFleur every week. Like, oh, there's no setback. We're going to wait and see. And uh, then, like, here we are week 18. We're waiting to see what happens on Saturday, and we'll see if he's ready to go out there on Sunday. Come on, man. How do you not know? How are you going to make a decision tomorrow in one day and be like, yeah, he's ready to go? Beyond me. Yeah. 
about uh, David Sattis, but it looks like he should be back in time for the playoffs. Uh, and then you have Randall Cobb, who, you know, you Big B, you posted, and you, you did some really well numbers. To applause to you on the old Twitter sphere from uh, his wife, Ida Cobb's Instagram story on how Randall had core muscle surgery just over a month ago, and he was back practicing last week. Um, he was estimated to return to uh, from IR, now back on the active roster, uh, or his activation date will be coming uh, next week, next Wednesday, I'd assume. Uh, and he should be back for the playoffs as well. Um, maybe not for the divisional game. Hopefully he is, but I, I'd say uh, definitely for the championship game if that does indeed happen. Uh, and then you have Zadarius Smith, who is like, that, that's a whole mystery at this point. What yes. Yes. in the world is going on with Zadarius Smith? Like Mary, Mike Garofalo's report of him like returning to the team, and he's just been like kind of off and on, and like he tweeted out an, again like a clock emoji. So like his cryptic messages, I'm not listening to them anymore because I don't trust Zadarius. To be frank, I think he really wants to be out there. But I don't. I think they're like, dude, your back isn't going to let you. Yes. So uh, that's pretty much all the injury news. I don't. I don't want this to just be like me rattling off the news. But that's just kind of uh, my takes, and it, it's looking like we'll be getting like we expected all along, uh, and have been getting excited for of Packers getting a lot of starters back in time for the playoffs, baby, and we will make that final push um and talking about the playoffs here we're not going to be talking too much specifically about teams because i mean the nfc playoff race right now is pretty crazy um i'm pretty glad that we're playing a meaningless game this week because pretty much every other team is at the very least um playing to go up or down a seating and it really all goes like both the wild card and division winners are seeding pretty much all depends on the outcome of the Rams versus 49ers game. Um, because if the Rams win that game, they win the NFC West. Rams lose that game. Cardinals beat uh, the Seahawks, which they should. Uh, then the Cardinals win that division. and But then also, if the Niners win that game, that throws off the NFC wild card race. So it's going to be pretty crazy, and it's going to be impossible to predict uh, pretty much what ends up happening for the Packers and who their possible matchups will be. Uh, but Big B, I want to ask you here. Yes. What are you thinking? What is one area you think the Packers just have to improve on uh, going into the playoffs so it doesn't cost them a game? Well, I mean, I guess it's still special teams. I mean, they they didn't do a lot of things stupid versus the Vikings for a change. Yep. But I feel like they're just still that the weak point of this team, and I feel like there's they can still cost us the game very easily. Absolutely, um, you know it's a shame that David Moore he looked really nice uh, in this past game against Minnesota as a punt returner, and then he got COVID. So now we're back with Amari Rogers at punt returner. I still think Amari can be a, a really nice piece on the offensive side of things uh, from scrimmage, but we'll see if he gets any involvement in that in that last few games. Um, but I would agree with you there. And I think my answer though would have to be 
it's it's tough because there's certainly some things like on both sides of the ball where it's like some games are really great at this other games they suck at it some games they're great at playing run defense some games they're absolutely miserable um so it, it's hard to say um i guess if i had to choose an answer though i don't know what i'd say <laughs> special teams uh, a pretty easy answer there and a really um probably the best one um I guess I'd say uh, containing mobile quarterbacks and setting the edge. Um, Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary are absolutely excellent. Um, I mean, that's another thing. Those two need to stay consistent, play a four-quarter game. Like, there's definitely flashes from both of them, but they also kind of are invisible at some points throughout the game. So you definitely want more consistency from the two of them. Um but yeah, containing mobile quarterbacks, you look at the quarterbacks that might be coming to Lambeau Field, possibly Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, um, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. They aren't mobile, um, you know, but I, that's definitely been a struggle for them. And then hopefully the running game just does not lay an egg. Um, and the hey, Packers, we got Dean Lowry. Okay, simmer down. We got Dean Lowry, all right? Of course. Of yes. course. Greatest defensive end of the 21st century, obviously. Um, so, yeah, the, I really don't think, though, there's an area like, ooh, this, this, it's because like last year and 2019 for sure, 2019, uh, they really had no business being in the NFC championship game. And all throughout that season, you could say this defense really has a problem of just allowing explosive games and just not being able to make adjustments. That's mm -hmm. pretty much all on Mike Pettin. In 2020, I really, like, the only problem there in that specific game was just, like, nobody showing up um, and making silly little mistakes. So, obviously, no silly mistakes in the playoffs this year. And I think the Packers should be good. I, there's not a team in the NFC in the NFC that I think is unbeatable, like the 49ers, like the Buccaneers. I, I just don't see a team that is unbeatable like them. Um, and the Packers are um, beatable too. Uh, but there's not a team also that matches up so well with them. Like the Buccaneers last year were just like the perfect mix to beat the Packers uh, and then the Chiefs as well. But just like... Their pass rushers were just so dominant, and when you don't have David Bakhtiari in that game, you're you're pretty much going to drown, unless you're able to get three interceptions. Oh, look at that! But we did, and then we make. Okay, I I just I cannot let go of that game. <laughs> it was our yes, best chance, Big B. It was our best chance. Yes, we know, we know. It's, it's yeah. gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it is. It won't, but it'll be okay. It won't be okay if we lose it again this year. Shut up. It will not be okay. All right. Um, but yeah, they, they just got like, don't make silly mistakes. And that's really what it's all two things that the playoffs are going to come down to this year more than ever. Uh, silly mistakes, just because I feel like the difference of competition skill levels are all really close. Um, I mean, you could say definitely the Packers from the Eagles, two very different skill level teams, uh, but you can't make silly mistakes. Uh, and then also just staying away from the COVID and uh, Packers still have done a really solid job.
at staying away from the virus, the vid, uh, up to this point. So we'll have to see what that comes down to. So now, if the Packers stay away from COVID, though, uh, you know what's going to happen, Big B, and they make the Super Bowl. You know what's going to happen then? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers going to boycott. He's literally going to set the NFL offices on fire. Uh, I'm hearing that from my source right now. Let me get in touch with them. Um, okay. Whoa. All right. Interesting development here, Big B. I'm getting a text from a source here, uh, and they're saying that Aaron Rodgers will demand that the Packers trade him after the Super Bowl unless they bring back Brandon Jackson this offseason. Oh, boy. That's, I'm I'm hearing that from a source right now. That's a really interesting move there by Aaron. That is. That's crazy. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to confirm that with my source, but I'll, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting to hear. Also, you know, uh, you know, a lot of updates coming in. Like, you know, I've heard from multiple different sources in Aaron's direct circle that, you know, he might not even play in the Super Bowl this year uh, once he makes it. So who knows what will happen? That's crazy. That's it crazy. is crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't have sources, obviously, <laughs> but. That could happen. Anything can happen with this unpredictable season. And yesterday, if you missed it, Boomer Sison was pretty much uh, and his buddy. I don't know if his name is Geo or not because his buddy sitting to the next to him who was reading off the text had a Viking sign that said Geo in front of him, but he was wearing a Jets hoodie. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe he's just a big fan of the teams that Brett Favre went to. Um, but um, he like some absolutely... Insane take that Aaron or, you know, news from a source that Aaron Rodgers would boycott the Super Bowl, boycott the NFL uh, and not play in the, the Super Bowl just so the NFL would lose ratings, which makes no sense. And Big B, you know what that's called? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's called this. False information. Oh, wow. I ruined it. No, that's actually called disinformation. Oh, what's what? When oh, you perpetuate false right information now. about individual. What is? Am I? What? What is he doing now? All right. Well, he just uh, left us here. So, uh, yeah, Jamal Williams versus the Packers. Going to be great. We can actually root for Jamal Williams this week. Um, and you don't have to feel dirty about it. So Jamal Williams is one of the greatest running backs of all time. Oh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I, I have no idea. I, I crashed it's actually there. actually called and, disinformation well, when you now perpetuate false information about individual. That's what Boomer Sison is. It's he, actually he called did. disinformation when you – My highly edited video right there that I'm very proud of. <laughs> Well, that was a good idea. Uh, um, I'll it just was. say that much. But execution, not very good. True, true. That's that's pretty much like a lot of our <laughs> episodes. Yeah, it's, it's all right though. It's all right though. I, you know, like man, it, it would have been great if Streamyard didn't crash and I was like sitting there for like ten seconds. He's like, "Am I alive?" <laughs> so we're uh, Boomer Sison spreading false information and then. You also have Hob Akrush spreading, uh, you know, just idiocy uh, with his him saying that he would not be voting for Aaron Rodgers this year. And 
now this is like the main point I want to make here. And like the execution has to be just stellar on this for me to make a point without angering anybody and like actually making sense here. So first thing I want to say is uh, Hub's evaluation of Aaron Rodgers as a player would make sense if the Packers were three and 13 and Aaron Rodgers did not look all in not committed to the Packers. You know, that would have been a fair evaluation of he's the biggest jerk in the league. He is hurting his team. However, Hub, the only reason Aaron is being considered for the most valuable player is because, obviously, his uh, his offseason drama uh, doesn't nearly outweigh the his on-the-field performance at all. At all. It does not affect it at all because the Packers are going to be 14 and 3. They clinched the first seed uh, a week before the season end. They were first team by a week to clinch the division. And Aaron Rodgers is just playing out his mind still. So obviously, his offseason drama was not big enough factor for you to consider it, or you should not consider it in his on play performance. But sure, if they were sucking, uh, if Aaron Rodgers played terrible, then sure, you can evaluate Aaron Rodgers on the field play by saying he's the biggest jerk in the league and he is not committed to his team. But that's not the case, unfortunately, for you, Hub. And you have to write about a team that is absolute garbage and you have to go on a radio show and talk about how much you hate Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, probably, and how they are the most incompetent franchise to ever exist. Poor Hub. Uh, so there's that. You see, you know, just a lot of guys in the media that just cannot control themselves this week. I have a conspiracy that Hub is the one who texted Boomer mm. that information, so then everyone would shut up about him from you the previous day, and now all the hate is towards Boomer. Conspiracy. That's an interesting conspiracy right there. So either him, or maybe it was like. Bruce Arians, like he was like, there's way too much drama on my team right now. Let's 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 make the Packers have a downfall here. And then yes. like it feels like all the NFC teams are falling apart at this point. Like, I don't know how it didn't get picked up, it didn't get that much attention, but Jalen Ramsey literally punched one of his teammates on the field this week against the Rams. Literally in the ass. Like No, no, that was Odell oh no, well, Beckham. No, oh no, that was like that was that was another part. He punched a player in the that, ass. That was a catch on him. Yeah, that was Odell Beckham. And that was Staff oh got God. intercepted. Yeah. Um I'm all over the place here. But yeah. I knew it wasn't the Rams. There had to be some connection there. So <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey literally punched his own teammate, like just decked him in the head during the game. <laughs> so all the NFC teams are falling apart at, at this point. The Cardinals are just like on a weird losing streak. And once again, just like last season, like they play fantastic looked like a great team through the first eight weeks and then after that they just absolutely collapse so packers so you can say whatever you want about them but like they're staying together yeah and there's that um shoot uh i don't think i have anything else to talk about besides packers got the one seed feels glorious hopefully we have uh, second NFC Championship game at home, and we can make it through the playoffs here. Um, okay, there was a point I wanted to make 
about how badly I wanted the Packers to win the Super Bowl. That's an obvious, obvious comment. But um, there was something I want to say just about, like, I feel like the, the group of guys, the characters on this team, um, and I'll, I'll let you say what you said, Big B, about, like, how, uh, well, I won't spoil what you're going to say. But, like, the, the season has just been so unpredictable. The group of characters, personalities on this team are just destined to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Uh, you are unmuted, so make sure you unmute yourself for that. But Big B, what are your thoughts on how great it would feel for the 2021 Packers specifically to get that 14th NFL title? Yeah, well, um, I clearly forgot what I said, so I have no idea what you're talking about. But um, Just like the season has to end in a Super Bowl. like Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. This season, like, has to end in the Super Bowl. Like, it feels like somebody wrote a book about a team before the season and said, all right, we're just going to say it's the Packers this, this year. Mm-hmm. And they wrote down all every, like, crazy thing they could possibly think of that could happen in the season. Yeah. And here it is. We just witnessed all of that happen. And I feel like the only proper outcome to this entire season is a Super Bowl win. Yes. Well said. Well stated. Um, you know, like Cliff Crystal, he just put out a over 800-page book series on the history of the Packers. And really, he needs to add a whole nother volume about just the 2021 season, starting in May and April when Aaron Rodgers unleashed a bomb along with Adam Schefter. Um, by the way, Adam, hopefully quick recovery on your um, whatever your broke while doing the gritty man uh but anyways like week in and week out it literally feels like you said that somebody is the football gods are just up there they took a hat they put around like the wackiest garbage they could think of the wackiest things they could possibly think of to happen in nfl season and they just drew them out of the hat for the packers 2021 season i mean not only players like rasul douglas devondre campbell who are expected to be nothing more than role players at most. Like, and now they're like probably the two best players on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers. Uh, that might be a stretch, but like yes. two of the best and like make an absolutely huge place for them at the right time. And then you have like, I feel so bad for people that are on Twitter. Um, you know, like as much as I hate everything about that app and I hate, pretty much everybody on there. Jeez. Um, All right. Settle down. Well, okay. well I, I hate 99% of interactions I have on there, I'd say. But okay. everything, like there's just some moments that make it worth it. Like Aaron Rodgers, Kurt and Kurt and Jordan Love just like having a grand old time on there yesterday. Um, like I said, just personalities on this team, absolutely phenomenal to watch week in and week out. So, like Big B said, this story absolutely has to end. And Aaron Rodgers hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy, probably wearing like a hot dog costume. Uh, and Clay Matthews is riding in on a Corvette um, with like the championship belt in his hands to deliver to Aaron. Um, and like, I don't know, um, maybe Matt LaFleur into this game, like, diving in from a, a plane because they have the open roof there and so far. You never know what's going to happen, man. Like, we'll just have to see. 
Jamal Williams just randomly shows up and just starts dancing during the celebration. Like, ooh, you know, okay, they need to have Jamal Williams. Okay, first of all, he should definitely be there for the parade, the yes. Super Bowl parade. But they need to have him for the halftime show. Like, can you imagine they roll him out there with Snoop Dogg? Who else is it? Dr. Dre, uh, Mary J. Blige, Eminem. Bunch like, of people I never heard of because I hate rap, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, <laughs> uh, like just Jamal could really I, – I think he could get down to that. So that would be fun. Oh, yes. Yeah. He we better get a ring, though. I might have to start a petition just to get Jamal Williams a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. Even though I had nothing to do with this team, but still. <laughs> you know, um, so, like, just sorry, like, the comparison – I feel so bad for Jamal. Uh, and just like the comparison of the Lions season to the Packers season. And it was so funny to hear Equinemius St. Brown talk about uh, his brother, Amon Ra. Uh, he's obviously a rookie receiver for the Detroit Lions who is playing really well. Um, and he just had a hilarious quote because obviously when he did his press conference this week, there's obviously like 90% of the questions were about playing his brother. And he said, you know, I'm glad I'm happy for him that he's able to score touchdowns, make all these plays for a team that sucks. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully winning a Super Bowl. And I guess he's looking forward to um, going home. <laughs> like, I don't know if you're allowed to publicly admit, like, with how nice all these players are to other teams, or, like anybody else. I don't know if you're allowed to admit that a team sucks. Shoot, if I had to, if I ever had to do a presser, that's what I would say. I just like, oh yeah, this team sucks. They're all garbage. Yeah. They're they're just absolutely just hot trash. You cannot like convince me to do coach talk, and you cannot oh, yeah. convince me to be like Aaron Jones saying the Chiefs defense is good. Yeah, I could never. Yeah, never. Never. I, I mean, I just absolutely die laughing. Like and like, and then the reporters got to write that that stuff down that. Everybody knows you're lying about, so it'd be difficult. But luckily, none of us, are gonna, neither of us, are going to become a head coach in the NFL, so we don't have to worry about that. Yes, correct. That's all we have for you today. I think this episode went well, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, Big B, I hope your your cough gets better. I'm, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad uh, you're mostly doing better since uh, last week, though, right? Yep, that's great to hear. After your uh corona performance in the, the podcast just like michael jordan's flu game we had big b's corona podcast last week with andy herman so that's all we have for you thank you so much for watching follow us on all the social medias who knows what we have in, in store for content um we'll probably put out a few videos next week i mean because we're getting like next week is kind of a, an exciting time just like uh, especially the weekend when the wild card games are going on, seeing who the Packers are going to play, who they're going to welcome to the snowy Lambeau field. And then we just get to sit here, not be nervous about a game, and make videos about like playoff predictions, award winners, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So uh, make sure you're on the lookout for that. And all the content Underage Packers is putting out throughout the playoffs. I guess let's get a win this week against Detroit. Let's get some stad pads uh up there get let preston smith get his sack incentives let jamal williams run for 150 yards on us yeah and just end up with a win man let's do it thanks everybody for watching we'll talk to you later
Go Pack.